News and Talk 1380 WAOK. She's not new to this. She is true to this. On point with Wondell and Stokes. Live well, win well. On News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Windwell, it's on point with Wandel and Stokes. Radio News and Talk 1380, WAOK. Let's go now to our phone lines. Hi, David. Pleasant good morning. Welcome to On Point. Oh, thanks, Wendelin. Is it too early to say happy holidays? No, it's not. Go right ahead. Say it again. <laughs> happy holidays. Happy yeah, holidays. Yeah, in fact, I'm waiting for Yalda. That's the one where you stop shivering. <laughs> no, you remember right. Yalda is the what is it the shortest day of the year? I think so. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, and then yeah. everything starts getting longer, and uh, mm-hmm. so you can stop shivering. But then <laughs> that's uh, the purpose of it. Hey, the uh, reason I'm calling, um, you know, I, you might have seen in the news lately that the uh, that Trump may have gone to a whole bunch of different events mm-hmm. when he knew he had COVID. And you remember in, in history, there used to be these evil kings, and they would invite their their enemies into a dinner, and then they'd poison them and take over their kingdom or whatever. And uh, so it gets into whether Donald Trump was doing that on the USA dime. You know, whether he was using governmental uh, silverware, let's say, to invite uh, his enemies to a dinner, and he was intentionally giving them COVID. And I heard another radio show, and they were talking about whether or not he had given out 500 cases at least. Now, his scheduling secretary has got some explaining to do. Because if they knew that he had COVID and she still invited him, you know, that could be like some sort of an intentional tort, an intentional uh, vengeance, right? And using the taxpayers as the insurance policy on a thing like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and what's weirder is is that he was going to events where he had his supporters. So it was as if he was poisoning his own people. And it, it it's weird. It, it, you know, this is uh, uh, is Trump just crazy, or is he uh, that vengeful, or was he? I I've sometimes wondered. You know, Donald Trump coming from a real estate family. He knew at an early age the best way to get some land is to either declare it blighted or you get get the people sick and that they've got to sell their house to pay the medical bills. And and so whether he intentionally made America sick so he could buy up our land cheap and, uh, you know, force us into bankruptcy so that we'd have to sell our land. And uh, and so, you know, all his real estate buddies are just out there ready to snap it up. And whether he would target people, you know, his scheduling secretary say, oh, I'd, this guy's got some nice lakefront property. Let me invite him to my dinner. 
And uh, so I, I'm just he wondering. I mean, he doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, some psychologists would, would call it narcissistic behavior or, or describe his behavior as being self-absorbed, self-centered, uh, and don't really care. And then, of course, from a political perspective, they can call it the use of intimidation, the use of fear to navigate certain behavior patterns of individuals to force people in, or you could call it bullying. Uh, so sometimes there are different reasons behind it. But, of course, he's, he's quite aware of everything that he does, all of his actions. Well, you know, his documents that he doesn't want before the January 6th commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was listening over the weekend. They had the uh, federal court hearing that uh, was discussing whether or not some of those documents could have executive privilege and some were open to the public to, to hear and see. And since he's our employee... You know, the president, we, we the people hire a guy for four years to be president, and then he's supposed to fix our land, to make our land better and prosperous and uh, working smoothly and, and cleanly. Well, if Donald Trump got elected as a real estate guy and he knows how to manage lands, well, is he, did he fancify America in, in four years or did he turn it more into a slump? <laughs> and uh, and when you know that he has hundreds of properties, and the Trump Towers are only a couple of them, most of them, you know, his, his own niece has said that they had 900 properties, and one afternoon she was driving around, you know, being pointed to, you know, this and that and the other, and most of them were just run-down kind of pieces of crap, I guess you'd say. And, uh, and so Trump advertised himself as a hot shot but the reality is is he's treated america like a slumlord does and when you start looking at we the people own those documents and we need to see that schedule in secretary's uh, uh notes you know why did she invite certain people to an event right why did uh why did some people get inv- invited to an event where he was sick <laughs> and and was intentionally hiding it. And so, why, and why are we knowing that he was sick after the events and not right? before the events? Of course, intentionally leaving out information. And perhaps his secretary, scheduling secretary, did know or did not know. But I'm not surprised of anything like that that will come from his office and administration. No kidding. Yeah, no, it's creepy. That's why I raised the idea of these ancient kings that would do a thing like that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's just... uh, Anyway, yeah, he, he, he'll he go down in history, but not as a good guy. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. anyway, other than that, happy holidays. Happy, thanks a lot, David. <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays uh, to you and to everyone else. Yeah, all of you out there in California, thanks a lot for calling. Stay healthy, stay connected, stay on point. Hi, Kenny from Atlanta. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you doing, my sister? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What do you have for us today? You mentioned the debt ceiling, so I want to talk about the debt for one second. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday, the Congress approved $768 billion for the military budget. That's for one year, just for the military alone. That same Congress refused to raise the minimum wage above seven twenty-five an hour. Neither political party care about the poor. When Obama became the president, the Democrats had control of the Congress, the Senate, and the White House from 2009 to 2011, and they refused to raise the minimum wage above $7.25 an hour. When Donald Trump became the president, 
the Republicans had control of the Congress, the Senate, and the White House from 2017 to 2019, and Republicans refused to raise the minimum wage. Now we're back again. The Democrats control the Congress, the Senate, and the White House, and they refuse to raise the minimum wage. But yesterday, Democrats and Republicans came together in harmony and say we approved $768 billion for the military budget. That's almost a trillion dollars. That's almost a trillion dollars. Of course for, they did. For the budget. Now, the minimum wage has been seven twenty-five since uh, for 13 years, going back to, I think, 2008, 2009. 13, for 13 years, the minimum wage has been seven twenty-five an hour. Now, 13 years ago, food was cheaper. 13 years ago, gas was cheaper. Cost of living goes up every year. But these politicians... They don't care about the poor, and they say, why don't the poor vote? So the poor people know even if you vote, your economic condition is not going to change. Now, the Democrat, some Democrat politicians say, we need a vaccine mandate. But where is the mandate to raise the minimum wage? I'm like, how can people just look at poor people and tell them, Hunt, just vote, just vote, when they see that, the, that politicians don't care about the poor? I don't understand how you always got money for bombs, you always got money for war, you always got money for helicopter, gunship, and army tanks. But you say, no, we can't raise the minimum wage. And they say when it get to the, they say when this, the bill that passed the Congress yesterday, mm -hmm. they say it's going to fly through the Senate. So look at that, look at the harmony I, they have sure for the budget. Is. Yeah, I'm quite sure it's going to fly through the Senate, yeah. This is why people don't have faith in politics. This is, this is why I, I've never had faith in it. But stuff like this just confirmed my disbelief in politicians will do the right thing. Have a good day, my sister. Hey, you have a great one, too. Stay healthy, stay connected, stay on point. Uh, certainly, you can't trust all politicians because sometimes you just never know what they'll do once they get in office. That's why you want to check the track record and the pattern and make sure uh, they're the right person that you want to vote for uh, to get in office. If you never vote, if you never do anything, then things will always remain the same. But when you're making a step forward, when you're making some progress, some progress is better than no progress at all. Well, stick around because coming up next at School Days, our School Days segment, and of course, we've got some special guests talking about scholarships that are available to our young people. Gary Wolf, uh, Wolfork, also Desiree Robinson will be here as well. It's School Days coming up with Wanda Lynn Stokes. We are News and Talk 1380 WAOK. Hello, this is Andre Dickens, the 61st mayor of the city of Atlanta, and you're listening to On Point with Wanda Lynn Stokes. News and Talk 1380 WAOK.